God bless the city of Rock Hill. Rock Hill is such a special place. They're going to know Rock Hill for more than Football City USA. Pathways, Indoor Center, Knowledge Park. It's just a wonderful time to be in Rock Hill right now. The city of Rock Hill is one of the only destinations that fully gets it. It builds world-class venues that are better than anywhere in the United States. Hello and welcome into the Rock Hill City Cast, where we aim to keep you informed on all things City of Rock Hill. My name is Matthew Cray. To my right, co-host Ashley Studebaker and Vince Simonovich. Simonovich <laughs> and Vince, what is your position at the City of Rock Hill? I'm the Chief Information Officer and Director of IT Services. Awesome. Go ahead and pull that mic a little bit closer to you. We're gonna we're gonna get to know you and how you got to the City of Rock Hill and a little bit more about cybersecurity and what we should be doing. But first, we have some fun questions. We want to get to know Vince and some of how you tick, how you think. So I've come up with a few, I'll call them thinkers here, a few thinkers, all right? So they're, they're would-you-rathers. Vince, ah. I, w- I want to know, would you rather human extinction come via alien invasion or AI takeover? And why? Neither I'm a Christian, I believe, in the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, well, we'll go on to the next one then. Um, would you rather have skin that changed colors based on your emotions or tattoos that appeared on your body depicting what you did the day before? So if you're angry, you, your body, your skin might turn red or tattoos what you did the day before. I have no unearthly idea how to answer that, but I guess uh, I'll be the chameleon. <laughs> you, you, there you pe- go. You're okay with people knowing yeah. what your emotions are? All right. They usually know anyway. your sleep. Exactly. There you go. <laughs> All right. I think this one might be better than the first two. We'll see if we hit a home run here. Uh, would you rather attempt to travel 1,000 miles by shipping yourself inside of a box or as a stowaway in the wheel well of a 737? Ooh. So in a box? If I don't travel first class, I'm not going. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's one way to put it. That's All right, funny. I've posed this question to others, but how many ducks do you think you could fight off before you had to ask for help? If the ducks were after you. Well, every day I fight off at least a dozen or more. <laughs> and then I have to turn to staff. So Okay. <laughs> about a dozen or so got it well there you go that's a little bit about vince and ducks and uh stacking yourself inside of a box but we want to get to know you and your job uh how did you get to the city of rock hill um i originally was um planning in my life to be either an architect or a mechanical engineer uh, one thing led to another with the series of jobs and all I had. I wound myself up in uh, Houston, Texas and got an electrical engineering degree and uh, got sucked up into uh, a um, really good job with Michelin uh, Tire. And uh, um, one day I was there, uh, I was doing uh, electromechanical installation work for their preparation areas and uh, they needed the systems automated and one thing led to another. I started getting more and more into the automation technologies, computerization, interlinking of all the different systems together, networking, building computer rooms, and one thing led to another. I am now a IT guy instead of an electrical engineer. <laughs> so um, it's uh, was a kind of a windy road that uh, I didn't, this is not what I planned. 
Much like most of us. Yeah. <laughs> now, Vince, I've seen a documentary that you just so happened to be in. You have a bit of an affinity for video games. Do, mm. you, do you own video games? Um, how did that start? Well, um, I am, a, uh, I guess, a child of the uh, 70s. So um, that's when I was growing up. Uh, we didn't have all the technology that you have now. In fact, uh, my first job with Michelin was putting in the first uh, PCs that they ever used within the oh, wow. uh, within their organization and all. And um, back then, you had to use the more mechanical games and um, not as much electronics. They were just coming out and all. So I got into pinball machines and you know that type of thing. And then also you get into the different types of. Uh, uh, I guess uh, automated machines like Galactica and uh, so myself right now I have several of them at my house that they're more nostalgia type things but uh, you know I, I like playing them and it's something that I was weaned on so favorite video game um, I guess pinball has always been one of my favorites uh, I've got the uh, 25th anniversary Star Trek uh, ah. pinball machine in my house which is real nice so uh, it's a, a fun game to play. You get to see them transport out if you win type thing. So. There you oh, go. Yeah. <laughs> so you mentioned you did some time in Houston, and I just so happen to love to Houston. So after this, I'm gonna we'll have to talk about our love for Houston there. So, But anyway, so everything today is very open on the Internet. Um, and one of the biggest things is, you know, our safety is very threatened by that just as individuals. So, you know, how do we keep our information safe? in a world that, I mean, essentially demands we put all of our information out there? Well, the main thing that I think everybody needs to, it's like anything, you need to educate yourself and you need to understand what you're stepping into before you step in it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's, uh, when you look at anything that you're uh, soliciting, make sure you're pulling it and not somebody pushing it to you. That's another safety net, if you will. But whenever I like go into a new app or new service or something like that, I read the fine print. Most people don't. Mm -hmm. And as such, they open themselves up for all kinds of vulnerabilities. Like one of the things I do because of my job and all, um, pre-COVID that is, uh, lots of conferences and things like that and all. And you go to these conferences and, hey, load the app down that tells you the schedule. If anybody actually read what they're giving away when they load that app, they wouldn't take the app. They'd rather have a paper copy of the schedule mm -hmm. because basically as soon as you sign in on that, you've given them full control over your phone all your contacts, your messages, and anything you have within that, uh, that handset, they basically can use and or extract. And that starts something that I call the digital fingerprint, which we all have anytime you're in cyberspace in any way, shape, or form. You're doing something that is, because of the nature of the beast, is it's creating a, you know, a, a lasting fingerprint for you of what you've done and where you've been. And there are industries out there that that's their job is to collect and party all this stuff together and basically for the good guy side it's it's marketing you know they try to like google google is one of those uh, companies that's their entire uh, fortune is based off of information about individuals and how to manipulate those individuals to buy stuff <laughs> so it works uh, and it works very very well and they're you know one of the largest corporations in the world and richest corporations in the world for that reason because they control the information so when you're out there just make sure anything you touch anything you're doing make sure it is what you want to give out there or don't participate myself i i uh, seldom i have 
my services that I need and everything. And if I'm looking for something, I try to do that in an isolated fashion where I'm not tying it to my other accounts. I have dummy accounts and things like that and all that I set up that are for mm. those type purposes that uh, if they get compromised or something happens to it, it ain't going to hurt me. So I, I, I try to basically uh, partition or segregate different functions within the cyber world just to protect yourself. Um, like my banking stuff is not mixed with all my, you know, web surfing stuff. Right. Um, so you just want to be very, very um, aware and educate yourself. If you can do those two things, you're going to get ahead of the game beyond most people. It's kind of a running joke now and maybe sad to you as a cybersecurity person that people laugh about not reading the terms and conditions and about how that's a, a funny thing. But when you're, you're talking about a digital digital fingerprint uh, what are, what is the upside to having a digital fingerprint, and what can be the downsides? Uh, the upside is is if if you allow and you give certain amount of information out, which Google does that. I, I don't know if you ever walked around like um, uh, you know with your cell phone or you're out surfing or something like that, and it collects your buying patterns and things like that. And myself, you know, uh, one of the things I hate. But at the same time, sometimes it's good. I'll be walking through the mall, and all of a sudden, I'll get a text message for a coupon that's on shoes or a sale at the <laughs> store I'm walking past. <laughs> and you're wondering, well, how do they do that? Well, they note that you were out there looking for something. Next thing you know, they're, they're marketing you. Uh, one of the ones that always gets me is I'm out looking for a new car, and you go out there, and you start you know, surfing around for the car, and all of a sudden, you start getting the emails on, from <laughs> car uh, dealers and discounts and all. You're wondering, how did that all happen? That is the marketing side that's good another one of my favorites is when you're talking with your wife about buying <laughs> swim trunks let's say and then five minutes later you look down at your phone and you have an advertisement for swim trunks your instagram feed <laughs> is filled with yes yep. well if you're using that. siri and all in your house i would suggest not <laughs> because <laughs> they are listening it's like you're allowing them to bug you uh, but the uh, bad side is is that at the same time they're collecting stuff that might be useful to you they're collecting stuff that could also steal your identity and take take over your identity and, and misuse it. I mean, you always hear like one of the big scams right now is people, uh, you know, squatting on um, people's um, title insurance and things like that. If they get enough information from you in order to put up a false title, well, they can steal your house from you or take out a second loan that you're responsible for. <laughs> So those type things that you, you got some real, real nasty stuff and then you got some real, real good stuff. So, again, being aware and educated is very important. So when we say they, are we talking about criminals, marketers, the government or all of the above? All of the above. You also have some uh, international type um, uh, nation state type things going on. That's uh, they're like uh, one of the things today is with China and all You know, China. Definitely. Um, we're not allowed to use things like Huawei products and stuff like that because they put listeners and everything. So um, you just have to be aware of what you're doing, what you're buying, and what you're using. And understand that if you're okay with the risk, it's cool. I mean, it's it's not, you know, be paranoid and don't use any of this stuff. It's be educated and use it wisely. So I know for me, I will download the apps, accept the terms and conditions like most of us and not read them, um, aside from you, Vince, I'm sure. But <laughs> um, is it too late for me, essentially? Or can I, like, you know, as far as I've accepted these, who knows what I've accepted at this point? Is it too late for me? Am I am I done for at this point as far as my cybersecurity? 
you can roll them back, meaning you know disengage from them and all. But what they got, they got. And once uh, I guess people got to realize anything you put out there, I don't care what it is. It's basically ones and zeros, and you know it's uh, uh, it's always there and it's stored someplace. So um, cleaning up your they have um, different companies out there and all that actually help you clear up your um, when you say your digital fingerprint or your rep your digital rep uh, to try to clear up uh, like a lot of businesses and all get um, get tagged and and misrepresented a lot they have to there's companies out there that actually help you repair your past and all that stuff but it's it's a paid service and uh, the problem is is that yes you can get rid of that stuff but it, technically it's still there. So um, it's, again, enter the door when you know what you're entering. Give what you want to give, not what they're asking. One of the biggest things you can do is anytime you sign up for this stuff, look for the things you must give them. There's, mm. It's usually highlighted with an asterisk or some kind of mandatory field. If you don't have to give them your mother's maiden name, don't give it to them. Right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> if you don't have to sit there and put your address in, don't put your address in. Um, I would be very leery giving anything more you know why do you need your social security number when you're sitting there just looking at uh you know uh i, I want to buy a pair of shoes right <laughs> you know, right that type of thing so just be careful about what you do what you give and if you are giving them make sure they're a reputable company you uh there's lots of spin-ups and startups that they're, they're here today gone tomorrow and a lot of those things you don't know where your data is going so, Data is most important. So there are a lot of trends you see when it comes to scammers and hackers. Are there any cybersecurity threats that are more present than others today? I'd say the biggest things that uh, people have to worry about is identity theft is a big, uh, I mean, that is probably foremost because identity theft gives them control over um, who you are. And it takes the, uh, it's it's the financial edge, edge of that. They're, they're basically, uh, it's a... An easy way to steal and and you know come up with money. But the other things that are are hitting us now that are more, um, I guess, pervasive in in current uh, day and everything. We've got a lot of ransomware attacks and all. You've heard them. They're now actually going for large companies, deep pockets, in order to basically shut them down mm-hmm. and say, you know, you either pay us or whatever it is the manipulation they're trying to do or else we don't give you the keys to get back to your, your data. And if you download, like say you open an app, uh, uh, an email or an applic- app up that has one of these ransomware um, uh, viruses in them, what they'll do is that'll come into your computer, your cell phone or whatever, and it'll sit in the background and it'll basically churn and encrypt everything and lock it. And then you gotta get a key in order to unlock it. Um, usually if you don't have good backups, you don't have, you're not doing your proper cyber uh, house cleaning, if you will, people are going to get hurt because they'll lose all their information or they'll have to pay the money. So ransomware is a biggie that's out there. It's something that organizations like ours and all has to take very, very serious. Um, it's a very expensive thing. I don't know if anybody heard about the Colonial Pipeline thing mm-hmm. not too long ago. Yep. Uh, it caused huge disruptions and everything. I'd say the third thing is, is, is probably surveillance and monitoring, uh, unauthorized monitoring. A lot of these things, uh, you have pretty much everything in your household, everything you touch, everything you go. There's nothing we do in today's you know, culture that is not tied to technology in some way. 
and uh, there's a, the budding Internet of Things. You'll think you'll hear it as IoT stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty much everything, down to your refrigerators, to your you know coffee makers, to your TV sets, to your you know whatever you have that is electronic in nature has stuff in it that basically makes it easier to use. But it's also a gateway for somebody that knows what they're doing to basically monitor, control, and or manipulate. I mean, nowadays you can't, one of the reasons we're having a supply chain problem with automobiles and all is they can't get the computers to go in them. So, you know, computers are in everything and it's something that we just have to, again, understand it, learn it, and be, um, you know, take a safety precautions to protect yourself. What are the different, uh, or what are the details that we should look for in different types of messages to, kind of ensure that we're not being fooled or scammed because I know I can probably speak for many people like it comes in text messages and uh, emails so what are we what are we supposed to look for well the number one thing that I say to myself all the time is is if this is too good to be true it is (laughs) (laughs) it's it's false if it's something somebody's trying to give you something yeah you just want a million dollars all you got to do is send ten thousand dollars and we'll give it to you (laughs) something don't sound good there uh, if you have a million dollars, why don't they just take the ten grand out of that and send you the nine hundred ninety thousand? Okay. Um, but the other thing is, is that in in all cases, again, be aware of um, uh, what you're getting and solicit it yourself. Don't if somebody's coming at you with a cold call. Used to be, you know, used to get it on telephones and all. You know, telemarketers trying to sell you stuff and everything. Now it's text messages or emails or stuff. They're unsolicited. They're, you, there's nothing that you want. And what they've done is they've, they've in the background, they've collected information or whatever, or they bought a, um, a routing list or something, and they just spam everybody. And if they get, say they, uh, they're trying to get uh, a buck from you, all right, and they spam a million people, all they got to do is get 10% of that, and they've made a good living mm. <laughs> to respond. So it's one of those things that, um, again, if you're not soliciting for it, my radar goes up immediately. Why are you contacting me, and who are you? And if, if it's something like that, what I normally do, if I think it's legit uh, or I think I need it, I disengage with whatever comes at me at that time, and I'll reconnect by my own means at another path, mm. another time. And that way you protect yourself because there's just so many just, um, hey, uh, hey, buddy, haven't talked in a while. Open up this email, you know, that type of thing. And next thing you know, you now got a virus or something gone wrong um, or they're clipping you in some way. So, again, you have to be um, educated and aware of what you're doing. And I always like to say, treat your Internet stuff just like you would your wallet. Mm. Would you leave your wallet lay on a desk where anybody can get to it? Probably not, Mm. although some people do. Yeah, right. (laughs) Some people would. So you've built up this infrastructure to protect whether it be the city for us or uh, another company sets up an IT infrastructure uh, and something goes wrong. And don't give away our secrets, but something goes wrong. What are these companies doing uh, as a disaster recovery strategy to whether it's recover the information or make up for what's happened, what, what is going on in that situation? Well, one of the things I'm just going to talk very generically, because again, I'm not going to talk <laughs> about what we do or how we do it and, and to the degree, but there's, there's basics in, in, uh, in the cyber world that everybody should be doing, whether it's your personal stuff or a business or any type of things that's working in this. First of all, uh, if it's important to you, back it up. 
And when you back it up, you want to back it up not, uh, there's a lot of like cloud services you can dump it to and all. And most people rely on that. And 99% of the time, that's good. Myself, I'm old school, so I, I do, uh, there's a term they use, air gapping. I back it up to something that is not connected to the internet. Okay. All right. So that way, if like if I have my good, my family pictures and things like that and all. I'm writing that either to a DVD or a jump drive or something like that and keeping that in a, a location that's not connected. Um, today, nowadays, your, your cloud providers like the Googles and the Amazons and things like that, they're pretty darn good and they're pretty secure. So if you want to back it up there, but you need to have something that separates it from your normal day-to-day -day activities. If you get infected in your normal computer, Whatever's connected to that computer is going to be infected. So if you have it coming in and then you go, you got it on, uh, you know, all your prints and all that stuff, and it does backups to Amazon, you're basically going to back up corrupted information. So that's why I like to like copy it off and save it so that it's not um, connected. And if you do that, that that gives you kind of like um, uh, that safety net on the important stuff. Would I do that to everything? Again, if it's not important, no. I, there's a lot of stuff I'd like to blow away because it's just not relevant anymore. Um, I would say that in anything that you want to do within there, you also want to have a, a disaster recovery so that if, um, like on, um, if this path fails, I, I lose my, um, my connection router or whatever, okay? Can I get a new one? You know, the computer itself fails. How do you rebuild the computer? Uh, you want to take backups of, of not only the data, but also your system so that you can restore it easy. So Apple could be a slippery slope almost because when I think about, oh, if something's connected to another, you know, network that you're on, I mean, with Apple, you can connect not only your MacBook, but you connect your phone to your MacBook, your watch to your MacBook. So like Apple can be amazing, but also kind of dangerous. Uh, all are your primary providers windows microsoft you know it does the same thing in fact all our licensing now comes with uh, it's basically a five pack of you because every they know everybody has a phone and they have a swatch and they have a you know a computer and a laptop and you know it's one of those things that you everything's moving in that a collaborative type of uh, you know uh, direction so um, that's not so much what you got to worry about. It's what you connect to that's outside of your domain or mm. your control points. You know, when they set those things up, they're setting it up so you have the, the private key, if you will, that links all those things, and you're not necessarily sharing that with anybody. It's when you connect from that device to another service, that's where the, the connection comes in. And you should also, anytime you're connecting to anything that's not on your system, you should always be looking for a secure path which is like a vpn tunnel or some kind of encrypted tunnel that links you to them so um most of the things like when you're doing secure stuff through a web browser or something you need to um look for a secure link on that that's uh, ssl link that usually can tell that by it starts out with the http s slash mm -hmm. if it doesn't have that s and slash in there you're not in a secure link you're just ah. in open so just you know little things like that learning those little tricks of the trade if you will um that helps you make sure that you're on a a viable service like all my my banking services investment services things that matter to me and everything do what they call a multi-factor link you're not only making a link that is secure but then they're verif verifying that it's truly you and you also get notifications if something happens to your account like if somebody hits my bank account i get a i get a text right. um and then i know uh, yeah i'm standing here using my cr credit card and if i don't 
And if I'm not standing there using a credit card and I get it, I know something's not right. Let's mm. start doing some corrective action. So um, if you're bundling the stuff and it's stuff that you own, that's usually probably the most safe. But it's when you link to other things that you really, really got to pay attention. Okay. Well, let's use a company and a social media organization to facilitate a bigger question here. You give out your information, let's say, to a Facebook, and Instagram, a Twitter, or to Apple because you're signing up. You got a phone or you're signing up for an account. Are there – these places have or are supposed to have rules in place for how they use your information, correct? And do, do, are, are those in place, and do they abide by them? <laughs> um. It depends on their reputation or their, you know, their their responsible nature of the of the beast itself. Almost all of them, you got to read the fine print. So, you know, they they're going to do whatever they need to to protect themselves from lawsuits and all that stuff. But if uh, you read some of these things, usually you give them the information; it's theirs, and they do what they want to do with it. But um, it's one of those things. Again, don't give it if you don't really need it. I would say that in almost all cases, um, data is not always intended or used the way you think it is being used. <laughs> so it, it's one of those things that um, once it's out there and they got it, um, there's just multitudes of ways of manipulating that data, whether it's a demographic type study, whether it's a, a personal study on you and all, they, they're using that data in, in one fashion or another. Um, again, I, your major firms and all are usually pretty good, but you are only as strong as their weakest link. When you link to these things, whoever has the weakest security or, or weakest, uh, um, you know, say dedication to security, that's where your vulnerability is going to come in because you got a lot of uh, these companies and all you read about them all the time. They get they themselves. Microsoft gets hacked all the time. Mm. Now they shut it down quick. You know, yeah. Apple gets hacked. Oh, they're all they're major targets because if you can if you can land an Apple, right? It, just think, you know, there's 10 million, 20 million users or something like that just in this country. <laughs> yeah. And um, it's they just got a huge, huge uh, base that you could you could attack if you get them. So they're always under attack. And just like any primary entity, whether it's the city of Rock Hill or anybody else, we're always, most of the traffic that we get, um, probably close to uh, 80, 85%, maybe you know, sometimes higher than that, is malicious traffic that we don't need. To do our business, we need 10 to 15% of everything that we communicate in, in a day is all that's real, legit. Everything else is stuff we're blocking, protecting, trying to avoid. <laughs> so it, it's it's the wild, wild west out there. Mm -hmm. So we, we see all this kind of stuff in the movies and it gets us all intrigued. You know, how Hollywood is that stuff necessarily or, you know, how does that differ from what people you know, what you do on a daily basis versus what we see in the movies. The thing that the movies do, from my perspective, it gives you the insight that what they're doing is everything is possible. I think their time frames are a little bit ridiculous because <laughs> it does take a little bit more effort. But <laughs> if you put anything in a digital context and it's out there and you're not separated from the network, you're vulnerable. And uh, it's something that if you can make a key in, in, in the cyberspace, there can be a decoder key made in cyberspace. 
Uh, they've had uh, just recently they had um, um, I don't know if anybody does you know bitcoins or anything mm. like that, but there's uh, Coinbase was one that just got hacked. Oh, wow. And um, it's one of those things these are supposed to be because they use a new technology called blockchain and everything. They're not supposed to be hackable. But what they figured out to do is they didn't have to actually break the code themselves. They had to break the user. And usually your weakest point in any system, anything that we do is the user itself. They hacked the phone of the user that was creating or using the account. And once they own the account, the phone, they now own the, bit, the, the Bitcoin uh, key. So wow. they were able to, to take advantage of that. And there's people lost big dollars in that type mm. of stuff. So it's, it all comes down to, again, understanding and educating yourself on where the vulnerabilities are and treating it like, you know, it's something important. Most people think of it in a very laissez-faire, I don't really think about it, don't want to give it a second thought. And I think you just need to be more conscious that this is a dangerous environment that you can play in if you're doing stuff that matters to you. If it's, you know, you're playing some kind of video game or something, who cares? Right, right. <laughs> you know, but uh, if you're doing your finances or, you know, uh, paying your bills and stuff like that, I would care about that <laughs> very seriously. <laughs> now, does the security differ based on the different devices that you're using? Let's say iPhone, iPad, computer? Every type of device has a uniqueness and vulnerabilities of its own so yes you have different types of things but the philosophies are all the same so okay. you know it's not um you still need to work on uh you should always have antivirus anti-spam you should have a firewall you should have all the baseline type stuff now they might be a little bit different for each type of device but if you go to reputable companies like you know norton's or semantic or uh, mcafee or um, Trend Micro or any of these, you know, security type companies that are out there, they're usually pretty darn good. Um, PC Maddox, another one I can think of, uh, you know, any one of those, if you get those and you make sure that you keep them updated, the number one thing that everybody can do to protect themselves is keep the patches on all their devices up to date because there's constantly, every day there's security patches that come out. And then also keep all your, your filters and, and uh, firewalls up to date also because each device has a vulnerability. Each one of them, there's people out there probing and trying to find where there's something wrong. And it's a constant battle. People just, you know, um, uh, need to be aware that they have to keep up to date. You can't just buy something and forget it. It's something that's it, it does require a little work. So let's bring this local or make this practical uh when it comes to being scammed as an individual uh what are some simple things uh aside from it's too good to be true that people can do or not do to keep themselves from from putting themselves in harm's way Again, being aware of what's coming to you. If you look at, like, say you look at an email, and all the things I glance at is, is, is it from somebody I know? Did I solicit it? If I didn't solicit it, I automatically put a flag up. I start looking at things like the uh, the address that it came from. Is it legitimately, you know, if this is a Microsoft solicitation and it's coming from um, uh, microput.com, it's <laughs> there's something not right here. It's Microsoft and it's, micro, it's you know, it doesn't match up you want to sit there and try to um, be aware of those. Like one of the things like when a, you go surfing, like with my bank sites and stuff like that, remember what their logos look like. Remember what, you know, what the form and where things are on the page. And if you see any changes, raise a flag. 
and you want to ask yourself what happened, what changed. Most reputable companies, when they're making a website change or something like that, will notify all their their users and customers that we're doing a web you know a change and it's happening at this time and to be aware of it. And then when you go in there, they usually um, it's one of those things. The first time I look at that is again I'll question it and I'll go back and make sure that it is legit. So you want to do your homework up front and not just believe everything you see. Because most of the things they do, they try to catch your eye where it looks like it's right, but it's a little bit wrong. Those are the kind of things I try to avoid. And I know you mentioned, uh, you've mentioned uh, software before. You know, if you're, if you're going on vacation, don't tell the world that you're going on vacation, right? <laughs> well, one of the worst things that ever happened in my, from my um, perspective is things like Facebook and all that, where you have, you have a, Hey, you know, we're finally going on that world cruise. We want. we're going to be gone for three whole months and everything. You just told the robbers they got three months to take everything out of your house. <laughs> exactly, right. <laughs> and uh, just something quick to follow up off of Matthew's question is, you mentioned the, I guess you could say the terms and conditions, you know, that some of these, I like the Facebooks of the world, um, you know, put out there so that they avoid lawsuits. Most of this information is in legalese, if you will. So, you know, how does someone like me or where can someone go to kind of understand this stuff to point out like, okay, yeah, that's probably bad. They're going to sell my information or something. That's a really good question. I don't know where you go exactly to get something explained to you like that other than um, if it's that complex and they're supposed to put it in plain English to mm -hmm. a certain extent that gives you the concept. Uh, myself, I read contracts all the time, so it's one of those things that uh, I, I kind of understand it. Right. If you're not sure something like that, I would go to somebody like myself or something like that and just uh, you know ask them their opinion or whatever. And uh, um, I know like for the city and all, when we're looking into this stuff and everything, that's one of the things I spend a lot of my time is reading contracts and the fine print to find out what exactly we're giving away or how it's doing that. Uh, some of this stuff I don't understand. You know, you need a real lawyer or somebody because they they word all these things in order to um, work in their favor, not yours. So, but I would say if nothing else, um, there are, um, for lack of a better way, Google it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Google what Google's trying to do. What here. does yeah, this mean, yeah. Google? You right. Know? Get you a lawyer friend, right. I guess. Uh, it's, but it is one of those things. Just pay attention. And if it looks like it's too complex and all, ask yourself, do you really want that? Is that mm -hmm. something that you really want to, if, if they have to be so cryptic, why would you want to be involved in it? Right. I mean, if honest people tell you the truth up front, you don't have to sit there and dig for it. <laughs> Translate it yourself. Yeah. Anything that we're missing, anything you'd like to add? Uh, just be safe out there and be, uh, again, your most important thing you can do is um, know that for every good thing out there, there's something bad that could happen to you from a, from a cyber perspective. And education is how you beat it. If you just put a little bit of time in it, you're going to be 90% better than anybody else out there. And it's like any other criminal enterprise. You know, the guy's coming to rob my house. All my doors are locked, but my neighbors aren't. You're going to go to my neighbors because it's easier. Right. People want to go to the least, least path of resistance. Pro protect yourself with what you reveal about yourself. And remember that if you put it over on this site, doesn't mean it's separated from that site because all these things are kind of mushed together in the background. And 
Uh, that's, again, what I call my uh, the digital fingerprint of you. Everything that you do out there is in one fashion or another is being collected someplace, and it never goes away. Even if you say delete, doesn't mean it's deleted. Right. It means you might not be able to see it, but it's someplace. Mm. Um, the only other thing is, is that remember when you're connecting to your Apple or wherever, in order to get to Apple, you're going through maybe a thousand hops from you to them. So it's going to other people's machines. And I guess the last thing to say is if you hear the word cloud, the simplest way to describe what a cloud is, a cloud service is, you're using someone else's computer that you don't control. Mm. Mm. Yikes. So, do you care about that is your question. <laughs> Well, Vince, thank you for educating us and yes. joining us today on the CityCast. Um, we appreciate you being here. Yeah, thank you. Thank you all. I appreciate you uh, giving me the time. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Rock Hill CityCast. Episodes are available each week to stream on SoundCloud, Google, and Apple Podcasts. To keep up with City of Rock Hill information, follow us on social media.